Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, Spags and I are together for the first time recording live in studio, well, kind of in studio, together. Uh, it's a heck of an episode. We are going to talk about the Bills game a little bit, and then we have the top 10 games of the decade for the Patriots and the top 10 players of the decade for the Patriots. Hope you had a great Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating, and uh, we're moving into the new year. So it's a great show, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Pass. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Here we are, face to face. Face to face, back. <laughs> no time. I know, it right? Out. I was it off did. from work. You had school vacation. Yep. I shot you a text this morning. We made it work. Yep, yep. I like it. It was great, great it was call by you. Good, good call. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and, uh, you know, we, we were talking about Christmas earlier, and obviously you came over the house and saw Santa was oh, good to all my kids. Santa and was good to your kids. That's did. for sure. All the toys, oh, yeah. through everything. So grabbing you by the hand, grabbing, pulling you into other rooms around. and stuff. Yep. It was great. Yep, it was great. So that's what uh, that's what's all about. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. You know? Absolutely. So a lot of fun. So, uh, but anyways, but you know, while we were on break here, the uh, Patriots played the Bills and had their best win of the year. Uh, I would say by far. You know. And the big thing, I think, and, and people have pointed this out already, but, you know, it's it was the offense, right? The defense played well, and the special teams was fine, but there was no big turnovers. There was no block punts. There was no no nothing like that happened. The offense had to make it happen against a very good defense, and they did. It feels like that game was so long ago because of the holiday. I know. But it really was. It was a great game, I thought. We talked the last show on Burkhead being that kind of that unsung hero for the running game. Mm-hmm. Somebody that can provide you some spark. He runs hard. Total opposite from Sonny. I thought Sonny had a great game, right? I mean, I thought he ran the right. ball probably the best yeah. he had all he year. Has. Definitely. And, and maybe like since the playoffs last year, really. Yeah. Um, you know, he had some great runs, but Burkhead bouncing back after that big fumble. I don't want to make any excuses for him. You know, a fumble's a fumble, but it was a great play by Jordan Poyer. Right. Fantastic play to yep. chase him down, catch him in the middle of a juke, and kind of knock that ball out. But you know what? They gave them three, and they battled back. And that was the first time, I think, 
Mike Reese had a stat in a long time, maybe even in over a decade, that the Patriots were trailing to a divisional opponent with Tom Brady at quarterback at the end of the third quarter. They yeah. ended up winning that game. So that could be one of those games. I know we talked about it when we ranked our games. That could be the game you look to if they somehow pull this out again and get to the Super Bowl that you look back on and you say, that Bills game before Christmas was the one that, that really got this team going. Right. No, it's true. And, and the thing is, too, is that you have to remember, last year at this time, right, they had played, they lost back-to-back games against the Steelers and the Dolphins, and everyone's in panic mode, like, oh, my God, this is it. Like, we're done. Yourself. You know, right, 100%. Yeah. I, was, I was on board with that. Which and I, I, you, I agree with. Like, right. Everybody's and, and, going you know, like and, that. And so, and so it's like one of those things where you looked at it and you were like, okay, this can't, you know, this can't be the way it ends. And we thought it was over. And then those last two games were like, oh, yeah, okay, they just tune up games against two bum teams. Like, whatever, no big deal. They got some help from Philly right. on Jake Elliott field goal that gave them the two seed over Houston. Yep. Remember that? I remember like cheering. I remember cheering for I remember leaving the stadium that second to last game and cheering for the Eagles to yep. hit that field goal and he hit it. And the whole the whole plaza was like filled with Patriots fans were watching it on the big screen and we went oh. nuts when he oh. hit the field goal. And it was just great. And so like they need a lot of help. Now this year they don't need the help, right? They needed to win, and they and they need to win next week. And as long as you do that, you're the two seed. Now it's going to be a di- very very difficult road. But last year we said if they can start getting things right, they started turning things in the right direction. They became a different team. Sony Michelle ran the ball fine last year, but he really took off at the end of the year last year, and then obviously into the playoffs. And he kind of did the same thing this year. He's looked really bad all year long, or at least at least pedestrian all year long. And he turns it on this weekend against the Bills and against a very good defense in the Bills. And so, you know, if you can start to see some of that stuff turning around now, it's like, oh, boy, like this team could kind of be morphing into that team from last year. They don't have the weapons. They don't have Gronk. I know that. But the defense is better than it was last Absolutely. year, too. Yeah. And so that's the other that's the other thing to consider. I think that that makes a big, big difference. And I think you're looking at it. You're getting Kansas City Yep. in the divisional round. I, I don't it's going to happen. I mean, if, unless they choke this weekend against, you know, the Chargers – that's going to happen. Right. But it's similar to last year because you had the Chargers come in red hot. Yep. They had they were I believe undefeated on the road or had won a, a you know a ton of games. They were traveling a ton. Right. They were on a run and you came in you kicked them right in the mouth. Yep. You know, obviously the Chiefs I think are better at the quarterback position and that's kind of what you need to win. Right. But um, I think the Patriots, you know, looking ahead don't want to look past Miami, but that's a tough game, but you come out of that and you win that game you're feeling good about yourself. You know, heading into what looks like Baltimore. But another thing is, too, they're resting their guys. That's three weeks. Is that the right move? We'll never know. I guess we'll find out. But um, it is a difficult road. And, you know, last year was very tough. With the Chargers coming in, obviously you pounded them. But looking from the start of the playoffs, you thought that would be tough. You go to Arrowhead, whoever had the ball last would win. I think it's going to be the same type of thing with Baltimore. Right. So it's a similar thing. And the NFC's loaded this year. We I have know. no idea who's coming up. Well, there. and that's that's the other part about it, right? And and you mentioned, you know, the, the Chargers, and obviously we forget because they suck this year and, mm-hmm. and they're the Chargers or whatever. But I remember, you know, we sat here talking about the only thing that can't happen is they can't play the Chiefs and the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. And last year I was saying the same thing. The only thing that can't happen is they can't play the, the Chargers and the Chiefs because if they play those two teams, they're not going to get out of it. And they played those two teams, and they won the Super Bowl. So it's like, so now they're in the same situation where it's like they're playing the two teams. Well, if in order to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to play the two teams that we don't want them to play. But that's the way it goes. There's I nothing mean, you can do about it. Crazier things have happened, right? right? I mean, who knows if Lamar Jackson gets rusty, Mark Ingram can't come back to himself. Right. That's an entirely different team. You could get a Buffalo. Buffalo could go in there and win. 
I don't think Houston has what it takes because of the coach. Right. Buffalo's got a good enough defense where they can go on the road and be able to at least slow him down because they did do that. I know it was at home in week you know 13 or 14. But, I mean, crazier things have happened. Well, I think that Chiefs game is huge. It's funny you said that because, to me, opening weekend, wild card weekend, assuming everything stays the same. Well, the the Bills are locked into five. But assuming yeah. everything stays the same, and I think Houston's actually locked into four, I think. No, because I, they have the head-to-head versus KC. Oh, you're right. So if they were to win so this week, So they would have win and KC lost. Got you. Flops. Okay. So, but either way, if, if it does stay the way it is, I'm rooting for Buffalo in that game because yeah. I think Buffalo is a better chance than Houston to go into Baltimore Absolutely. and win. Now, do I think it's plot? Do I think it's probable? No, no, I don't. But I think they have a better, better chance, chance yeah. you know. So, so we'll see, you know. And look, ultimately, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, yeah. right? But at this point, just to have any glimmer of hope right now, they showed us something this weekend. Yeah. If they can keep it up, you know, if they can keep it up this upcoming weekend, that will be huge. And then you keep that momentum rolling towards the playoffs, and that that's going to be big. Especially offensively, because you knew um, the defense, they're going to show up. Right. They've shown up every single game this mm-hmm. year. And, you know, the Baltimore, they had some ruts. And, but, you know, scoop and score for Marlon, Marlon Humphrey, that's a different game. Right. right. I mean, you don't know. They, they Obviously, Lamar had some success versus them, but they've showed up every single game. Right. Um, you know, Beasley kind of torched them a little bit this week, I think, not having John Jones, I know. No, you yeah, have mixed opinions on him, but he is yeah. one of the better slot guys in the game versus a good slot corner. Right. Uh, he made some big catches for them. You yeah. know, you, you put John Jones there, I think the defense is going to be fine. And that, like you said, the offense taking a, taking a step forward. That bye week is so crucial. I can't remember a team of, of this decade, of the it. past two, that needs yeah. it as much as they do. you got Edelman playing with ribs, a shoulder, right. everything bothering them. Brady's hurt. Mason, Cannon, they're all banged up. So I think... You know, just take care of business this week, grind it out for 60 minutes, and go relax. That's such a good thing for a football team now, that psychological break and kind of sit back and see who you're going to play. And yeah. the other team's got to play a game. No, it's, you it's, got an advantage. It's absolutely huge. Yeah. You're totally right. And that's that's the big thing is that it's just it's such a massive game for them, uh, you know, to win this weekend. And, look, Bill said it is a playoff game, and everyone, you know, thinks it's a joke. And I, I've been saying for weeks that they could win with me a quarterback with, against the Dolphins. But – Playing a little better. The Dolphins, I mean, I am, you know. It's, you know <laughs> I'm trying but, to get a little bit so people don't turn their TVs off in but, a second. Uh, but, I know, I know. And but, I'm going, so I don't well, want to. You know, the other thing about it, too, is that they're playing hard, man. They yeah. really are. They haven't quit. That's beefy, you know, though. And, and, and it's Flores, and I think that that's the big thing. This team, this Miami team, has always kind of come up here in the cold and kind of quit. Mm-hmm. And that you don't see that from this team this year. And so I think that, you know, that's something that, Although it's like, yeah, okay, they should kill them because they're a better team. It's not like the Dolphins are just going to lie down. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an important thing that the Patriots need to keep in mind. I think the fans need to keep that in mind too. Yes, we want to win. But the Dolphins aren't coming up here and just laying down like they have in years past. That's not happening this yep. year. So, um, you know, so we'll see what happens. But but uh, but definitely it's going to be – it should be a good game this weekend. Like you said, you'll be there, I'll be there. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm excited to go. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll meet up beforehand. So. Uh, all right, so listen, uh, as we mentioned, as you know, obviously, the uh, the decade is coming to a close. The oh. year is coming to a close. The decade is coming to a close. It's going to be 2020. I mean, it's unbelievable. I was looking at a stat. Tucker Boynton had something on the other day uh, that said, like, uh, since, since January 1st of 2010, uh, a, one of the four major sports teams in Boston has held their championship. And it's been, if you add up all the days, 
it's been over 50% of the time. It's like 50, 52% of the time there's been a Boston team that has been the defending champion. It's just it's unbelievable. And so that's that's the type of stuff when you look at it and you just say, okay, the We're Bruins so like the Bruins have won. Celtics. The Celtics have won. The Patriots have won three. The um, No, the Celtics haven't won. Celtics won in 08. Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah. So the Bruins have won. The Patriots have won three. And the Red Sox have won two, right? Yep. So, um, but it's just it's unbelievable. And you just start, you look at it, and you're like, "This is just it can't, it's 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 unreal. It, you can't imagine it possibly being better than this." And here's what I want here's what I want to talk about. And we're going to talk about the, the you know the top fifteen. It's actually going to end up being the top eighteen games of of the decade for the Patriots. But it's really kind of the top ten. But I want to remind you as to how this decades started for the Patriots. Do you remember the first game of the decade for the Patriots? I don't. I should know that, but I don't. The first game of the decade for the Patriots was a playoff game at home. First the Jets. Against the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that's right. The Jets was the 2010 season. Jets, Ra- Jets was the 2010 they season. They blown out. Ravens, Ray 09. Ray Rice, first play of the game, takes it to the house, and they got their doors blown yeah. off. And at that point, you combine that with the twenty, now obviously Brady wins the MVP in twenty ten, but you know they lose in the first round in twenty ten, and you're thinking, is this team ever going to win another Super Bowl? You know, and and I'll tell you, man, our spirits walking out walking out there in 09 after not making the playoffs in 08 and having Brady be gone, and then Brady comes back from the knee injury and he's not really hundred percent yet, and they get their doors blown off in you know in, in a divisional in a uh, wild card weekend. It's the last time they played wild card. And, yeah, and you just like. What the hell is going to happen with this team? You know, and and now to be at the position we're at, having won three Super Bowls, having played in five Super Bowls, they've played in five out of the ten Super Bowls. There have been ten AFC Championship games this decade. Five of them have been played in New England. So and like five of that's, the five of the Super Bowls have started since 2014. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the type of stuff where you. Just or sorry, like, in 2011 versus the Giants. 2011. Right, we're wrong. Right, right. right. But so, four but, of them. So. so they had they had 11 was at home, 12 was at home, yep. 14 was at home, 17 was at home, 16 was at home, and 16 was at home. Yeah. Yep. So and that's the five, right? And yep. last year was in was in Kansas City. Yep. So it's just like that's you start looking around, and you're like, oh my god, like the the run they've been on is 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 otherworldly. So. Anyways, that, that was just that Be was thankful. just one of those things where it's like the decade started off so negatively for the Patriots, and now and it's gone to this to these unbelievable. It's crazy heights, to think so. where they'll be in ten years. Like, I know, you know, circle back. I know, yeah. It's well, crazy that's, how much like where Brady will be. Like, yeah, you know, well, that's the thing. Be done, right? We think, but well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know, but that's the other part of it is that you know where where will Brady be? What will the Patriots be? Without Tom Brady for X amount of years, yeah. you know, at, at when when we hit in twenty thirty, you know, in twenty twenty nine, we're having this conversation. So, uh, you know, it's 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 a good problem to have. So, but anyways, let's let's get into these top ten. Uh, we're gonna start with the. Uh, let's start. You want to start with the players? Let's start with the players. Yeah, let's do the players. All right, we're first. gonna do the top ten players of the decade, um, and we'll we'll switch off. Um, why don't you start with uh, with number ten? Yeah, number ten. Um, you know, obviously a special teams guy. We're gonna go with Matt Slater. You know, doesn't provide so much offensively, defensively, but his role on special teams and his leadership, not only in the locker room, on the field, in the community, the ultimate Patriot. Right. You know, this guy deserves to be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Hell, you could make a argument for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's crazy. People could do it. You yeah. know, um, I don't think there's much question what this guy's done here. He deserves to be on the list. 100%. Yep. And there's a reason he's a captain. Absolutely. Year, you know, so uh, number nine, Rob Ninkovich. Nink. Uh, look, 
Swiss Army Knife guy just does everything. He led the league uh, one year in forced fumbles and was leading, you know. Double-digit sacks twice. Right. And so it's like he did everything. He would cover. He would rush. He played the run very well. He just did everything well. He came here as an absolute nobody, just like Mike Vrabel did, put on the same number at 50 and played great, you know, really D-end slash outside linebacker, but more of a D-end mm-hmm. than an outside linebacker, but great, great player at number nine. Number eight, we're going to go with James White. Um, he was drafted. We were just looking at this before we recorded. He was drafted before the 2014 season. That was yep. his draft year. So if he gets a they, – they make the Super Bowl this year and they pull it out and make another ring, James White will have four rings. Obviously, he was inactive versus the Seattle one, but – his role in the last three have been huge. Obviously, the comeback doesn't right. happen without James White. Yep. Probably the best performance you'll see from a running back. Yep. Um, he's been durable. If you look at his stats since he's gotten in the league, the most consistent player, knock on wood, has not fumbled yet in his career. Absolutely it's insane. Crazy. His numbers don't change. They don't dip. He's the most one of the most consistent players in football. Yeah. No, he's a, and a great player. Yep. And great leader. Captain. Very deserving on this list. Yep, 100%. Number seven, Danny... Amendola. I mean, like, what can you say about Amendola? Here's a guy who, you know, in the regular season is fine. He's fine yep. in the regular season. And then you get to the big games, you get to the big moments, and he always seems to be the guy that makes the play that, so you know, moments. gets open. I mean, you know, you look at the Jaguars game in 2017, which we're going to talk about, Super two Bowl. touchdowns, Super Bowl touchdowns. They need the two-point conversion against, against Atlanta. They throw it to him. Oh. Like, it's just this is – this is the guy that he he's been his whole career, and you know of course now Detroit won't make the playoffs, so he can't do that in Detroit. But this is what he's done his entire career. He's he was a great player here, and again another guy who probably deserves a Patriots Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You know, and again his numbers don't really back it up, but like you look at the impact that he had on the team. You're not winning a lot of those games without him. Those no, those you're not, games. and that's that's the, that's where it gets crazy. Where you just like you and, know. Um, in the Seattle one, too. Back yep. to the end zone, start to come back. Yep, exactly. So number six, um, a lot, some people might have an issue with this, but we really don't. We have Stephon Gilmore at number six. Um, this is his third year here. Yep. Um, but he has been the best player on the field um, since, really, since he's been over here. I know 17 was up and down, didn't start well. But really, right. the last two years, as locked down as they come, you could read off some of his numbers. You wouldn't believe us. Um, has changed the way this team has played defense and the way that Bill has really developed this whole defense. They, it starts and it runs through Stephon Gilmore, best cornerback in the league. Uh, you never have to worry about his side of the field. Well, and that's the, the the other thing about Belichick is that you question Belichick signing him. We were all shocked it when, might he, be, when he brought him in. I tweeted it out, and yep. you know, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. It might be. It's up there for one of the best free agent signings in NFL history. Yep. And and not not just the fact that he's here and yeah. the impact he's had, but the fact that even now, three years later, it's a massive value for him. Yep. He's and he's severely underpaid compared to the rest of the Bill was ahead of the, of the curve because mm-hmm. he got paid and then he, sure you know, did. he got ahead of the curve before these quarterbacks yep. got paid. So yep. props on both sides. Yes, sir. Uh number five is uh look, Devin McCourty. And look, you can you can complain about McCourty all you want and say he was you know not good enough to be a corner, so they moved him to safety. All I know is that and I believe it was either 2011 or 2012, when they're coming off the field and McCourty, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure whether you're a bad game or not, but Bill just looked at him and said, Dev, you could play you could play football for me any day. And and he just, that's the type of guy McCourty is. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader on the field. He's the quarterback of that defense, really. He's the guy that makes that engine go. And does he make a lot of huge, flashy plays? 
No. Solid. But that's not what he's there to do. And Belichick will sit there and praise him over and over and over again and tell you how good of a player he is. And it's like, well, he fits into a system. Yeah, so he takes less numbers to fit into a system. Could he have more picks somewhere else? I'm sure he could. But that's not the system that they play in. The system they play in allows, you know, asks him to do certain things, and he does them very, very well. And he doesn't care about the individual stats because at the end of the day, he knows all about rings, and he's got three of them. So, you know. It's crazy, too, looking at this list. I mean, the top five are Patriot Hall of Famers. Yeah. And then you go, you know, Amendola's got a case, White's got a case, Slater's yeah. got a case. I mean, Ninkovich it's crazy. Case too. All of them, it's crazy. all of them really do. Gilmore stays here and keeps it up. He's got a case. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Number four, Dante Hightower. The best, I mean, other than Tom Same Brady, Hightower. on the I mean, defensive like, side of the ball, the yeah. best Super Bowl player of all time. Yep. <laughs> the Mr. plays February. he's made. Oh, my God, the stop on Marshawn Lynch to set up the Butler yep. pick. Um, you know, the strip sack on Matt Ryan that started the comeback was phenomenal last mm-hmm. year. Um, part of that reason they they only held the Rams to three points. Yeah, as big game players that come, I know he's been, you know, sidelined a few few years with injuries. That's just the style of play he has. Yeah. But another guy, leader in the locker room, leader on the field. That you know that front seven runs through him, um, and he he's been unbelievable here. He is so good. And the, the crazy thing is, I I remember I look back. He was drafted. I can't remember. I think he was drafted in, in twelve. I believe was his draft class. He was drafted. Him and Jalen Jones were obviously the first round picks. And it was the next year. I think it was the 2013 year. Um, I remember going back on Facebook, and I have a, a, a status on Facebook. You know, Facebook does that time op thing or whatever, whatever it's called. And it was like, uh, you know, I can't watch. I, I can't wait to watch Dante Hightower get destroyed by Peyton Manning this week. I'm like, he's the worst player in the Patriots oh. have or something like that. And he had been terrible for like a year and a half. He just couldn't figure it out, and he, he didn't look good. He had his first game. Uh, he had the fumble return for touchdown against Tennessee in his first game, and he really kind of looked crappy for a while. And then something just clicked, and literally that game against Peyton Manning, <laughs> that game against against Denver, was like around. the game everything turned around, and he became unbelievable. And he's been fantastic ever since. And it was just every time it comes up, it comes up every year, and I'm like, oh my god! I, and I I have to I have to send it out every time because I'm like, hey man, like. This is the way I felt, you started, but like, you started. but it's it. That was, it was because of me. But, but high is just, oh man, love that guy. Uh, number three, I mean, this one's obvious to me. Uh, these top three, you know, I think, I think a completely obvious. One A, one B, one C. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah, one A's. Up, uh, I, I would say, two I'd A2B. say one, two A, two B, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but Julian Edelman for yeah. number three, uh, you know, drafted obviously in the seventh round. Everyone knows that. Oh nine, everything else. Um, but you know, just. I mean, what more, what more could you say? What else could you possibly want from a football player than Julian Allen? Like that, he gives you everything you can possibly you can possibly ask from a player who's not as physically gifted as Gronk, but just gives you everything he has. And Edelman's that guy. I can't agree with you more. His, <laughs> uh, you know, every Super Bowl another high tower. It's yep. a big play after big play. Number two, Rob Gronkowski. Um, it's the most dominant tight end, <laughs> arguably one of the most dominant players of all time. Another guy made big catch after big catch. They don't win last year without him. Right. The, the catch over, the multiple catches on third down versus the Chiefs, you know, the one that set up the Michelle touchdown last year on that beautiful throw from Brady, just mm-hmm. like the highlight ending of a storybook career. Yep. Um, Rob Gronkowski was, you know, when he wasn't making plays happen off the field, he was. I mean, on the field, he was off the field. Right. Just everything you wanted for a person. Yeah. We miss him, but what a career. Unbelievable. Crazy yeah. how he finished, started the decade and drafted him in 2010. 2010. And basically finished it. Was just yep. here for 10 years. So yeah. what a decade, Gronk. I know, right? And uh, interestingly enough, our two and three were acquired in the same trade. 
They traded a second round pick yep. to uh, to um, Jacksonville for a seventh rounder in 09 and a second rounder in 2010. Seventh rounder was Edelman, and they actually they ended up packaging the second rounder with like a sixth rounder or something like that to move up and get Gronk. But you know, it's basically the same trade. And then number one, obviously Jimmy Gronk. No, no, uh, Tom Brady. Clearly, I mean, number. What else do we have to say? He's the goat. Like clearly, he's number one. Uh, he's number one on the list. Some some idiot, some like NFL one Fox was like, "Who's the best NFL player of the decade?" It's like, what are you stupid? Yeah. Of course. Five Super Bowls. You can ask that question. It's the same answer as it was last decade. Yeah. Okay. Like, come on. What are we What are we talking about? Five Super idiots. Bowls, eight straight AFC championship right. games, yeah. ten straight AFC East championships. Like, right. Yeah. Hasn't, Eleven. Hasn't missed a game. Eleven. Now. Eleven straight. But I'm saying from the decade. Oh, from the Brady, decade. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Good like, point. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. No, it's just it's 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 just foolish. So, so Brady's number one. So there's our list. Uh, just to recap, really quick: ten was Matthew Slater, nine Rob uh, Rob Ninkovich, eight James White, seven Danny Amendola, six Stephon Gilmore, five Devin McCourty, four Donta Hightower, three Julian Edelman, two Rob Gronkowski, and number one Thomas Edward Brady. All right. So let's get into our top ten uh, games of the decade. Now listen, this is the thing. Okay, here's what we did. Spags and I both made a list of the top fifteen games. And then I did uh, a little bit of math, okay, and I gave them points for each one of the each spot that they were at. So, for instance, my number one game had one point. His number one game got one point, okay. I added the two points together from the two lists. The lowest point, lower your points, the higher, okay. So, and then you know we have a few that are on. We end, we ended up with with eighteen total games because we have a few that were on my list that weren't on Spags' list, a few that were on Spags' list that weren't on my list. So that's how that's how it ended up. So without further ado, let's do let's start at eighteen, and these ones will just kind of blow through yeah. uh, some of these some of these quick ones. Uh, but eighteen is uh, the twenty eleven AFC Championship game. Obviously played in twenty twelve. It's the, the one where um, Sterling Moore knocked the ball out of Lee Evans' hands in the end zone to prevent the game winning touchdown, and then Billy Cundiff shanks a field goal. Uh, to lose the game for the Ravens, uh, obviously ends. You know the next game ends ends tragically for the Patriots, but um, but you know, but an unbelievable game. And, and to me, it's a little bit more special. I just feel like you know Myra Kraft had died that year, and we had kind of all said like in the stands, like she she pushed it wide. You know, yeah. it's kind of silly, but that's kind of how we felt. And yeah. so uh, so yeah, so 2011 uh, AFC Championship game against the Ravens, number 18. 17, and this was on my list, not on Pat's, and I kind of did it just because we didn't have a game from this year and, and kind of looking forward to the future. I want to yep. say I called it, but I, I would say this past weekend versus the Bills, uh, the only game from this year that really counts, that's the type of year it's been. Yep. But um, it's one of those games that if they can kind of string this together and make another run to to the Super Bowl, uh, that's the game you point at and look at the on to Cincinnati game. That's the game you look at, and they said, we figured it out, and we rode that train from then to, to the promised land. So. Right. No, that's a great point, and that's that's. I think you're right in the fact that maybe right now it doesn't necessarily deserve to be on this list, but looking back, if they do win the Super Bowl, that's this is the game that yeah. turned everything around, you know. So, uh, and it was it was a pretty damn good game too. Yeah, so well, you know, so it's not like it's just some random game, you know. So, uh, number sixteen on the list is the 2012 game against the Jets. Now, this is taking you way back. Okay, this is uh, this is uh, actually October twenty first, twenty twelve. They went twenty nine twenty six in OT. The Jets scored three times in the last six minutes, a touchdown and two field goals, and the Patriots um, hit a last second field goal to uh, to force overtime, and then kicked the field goal in overtime to win the game. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I think the game actually ended in overtime with a uh, with a strip sack of of, uh, of Mark Sanchez by. Pretty sure by Rob Ninkovich. So, 
Um, so that is 16. So on to number 15. 15, we have the 2017 game versus the Texans. That was Deshaun Watson's first time in New England. Yep. Versus Tom Brady, obviously the game ended 36-33, the last second touchdown pass to Brandon Cooks yep. in the corner of the end zone. Perfect timing, like oh. any, a split second later that ball's picked. Yep. You know, got the feet down, that sweet pick. Beautiful it was just catch, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I think they were 1-1 one one at that time. They could have. They ended up losing the next week to Carolina. Right. So, so they that was, a, two two, that yeah. was a tough September for them. Obviously they got it together, but what a game from start to finish. Um, two great quarterbacks. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, all right, on to 14. Number 14 is the 2013 Browns game. A lot of people forget this one now. People remember the 2013 game against the Saints, obviously. People remember the 2013 game against the Broncos, obviously. But a lot of people forget this Browns game. The Patriots actually won this game 27-26. They were down 19-3 in the third quarter. They scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game. They uh, they scored a touchdown, kicked the onside kick, and then got the onside kick, and then scored another touchdown. Typical and Browns. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unreal. What a phenomenal game that was. Uh, and again, that's 2013 against the Browns. For number 13, we have uh, the 2015 game versus the Giants. Obviously, that was um, coming off Butler's you know, spectacular yep. pick in the end zone, and he kind of got his first shot versus a, a true number one in Odell and yeah. knocked the ball out of his hands. I think it was, would have been a go-ahead touchdown yep. late in the fourth. Yep. Um, Gostowski hit like a, what, 58-yarder. It was long. Gronk yeah. had it, took a 75-yarder to the house. That was an awesome game, and obviously that was the first time we'd played them since the, the two Super Bowl losses. So yep. some payback there. Uh, phenomenal game, and I they think they kept the streak going. Then they were ten and zero at that time. They ended up losing the following right. week to Denver. Yeah. Um, so they were rolling a win streak, um, and it was just a typical Patriots game. Yep. So on the end of your seat, and they pull it out. That was a great game. That was a great, great game. So uh, number twelve. Now number twelve is it, so it's kind of two games wrapped into one. Yeah. Uh, Spags picked one game. I picked another game, but it's really the same thing. It's really on to Cincinnati. So I picked the 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 Chiefs game, and he picked the actual Cincinnati game. They're both the same thing. Yeah. I don't think Guess 20. That week. Pick that week. Right, yeah. exactly. The, you know, 2014 doesn't happen without that game. Without, you know, we're on to Cincinnati. Without Brady getting benched and Trent Dilfer saying, they're not good anymore and all this other stuff. Like, 2014 doesn't happen without that moment. And so, you know, whether you want to say it's the Chiefs game and them getting blown out, whether you want to say it's them coming back and rallying around Brady and, you know, and, and beating the doors off the Bengals the next week, whatever the case may be, pick one of them. That, that right there is number 12 for us. And for number 11, we get the AFC Championship game in 2014 versus the Colts, 45-7, the start of Deflategate. Uh, I guess you could say the start, another with the on to Cincinnati, the start of Dynasty 2.0 that we're still riding on here. Yeah. Um, just blew them out. Like uh, I think it was Dwayne Allen said, who cares about Deflategate? We could have lost with a bar soap. It was 45-7. <laughs> right. um, that was LeGarrette Blunt show, just pow- yep. powering over guys. Nate Solder caught a touchdown pass. It was yep. raining. It was snowing. Andrew Luck had no business being there. One of the great, uh, one a great game and a great season. Yeah, yeah, I know it was, uh, and it's unfortunate almost that it's on the list because of the memorable, because it's so memorable. I think it, yeah, it wouldn't have been that high if, if it wasn't but, for the thing that happened you know, with it. But it is it's still what it is. there. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So uh, number ten on the list. So this is getting into our top ten now. Number ten on the list, and I think uh, this is actually pretty pretty solid one for number ten. Uh, is the 2018 game against the Chiefs last year's Chiefs game? That's of course the regular season last year's Chiefs game when they won 43 to 40, last second field goal uh, by Gostowski again. It feels like there's a lot, a few of those going on here. Gostowski hits uh, from 50 
um, to go up by seven. Then they throw the 75-yard pass to Tyreek Hill where he just caught it and ran by everyone. And then you have a 28-yarder to win the game. And, uh, again, as time expired. So hell of a game, back and forth, un- unbelievable game last year uh, against the Chiefs. Nine, we got 2013 versus Denver. Patriots were down, what, 24 nothing at half. Yep. Ended up coming back winning 34-31. Uh, that was Wes Welker's first time back in New England, I yep. think. Um, kind of had a muffed punt that ended up setting up the that, that run or that drive to, to win it. Uh, what a phenomenal game. I think you know Unreal. everyone thought... Peyton Manning was going to win. It was like I said, twenty-four nothing and a half. And yeah. that second half from Brady was insane. It was, I think he, I think he missed. He completed like eighteen to twenty. Yeah, it was, it was, it was foolish. Yeah, and they they came roaring back. And uh, you know, and like you said, Welker doesn't call fire mm-hmm. on the on the short punt. It ends up hitting one of his one of his blockers. The Patriots recovered and and kicked a field goal basically uh, to win the game. Like two two three plays later or yep. something like that. So, uh, hell of a game that one was. Uh, and number eight is the 2017 Steelers game. This is the Jesse James game, uh, where the Jesse James had the uh, had the touchdown overturned at the goal line, and then down by three, Ben Roethlisberger inexplicably throws a horrendous interception to uh, to Deron Harmon in the end zone to lose the game. But leading up to that game, that whole game that was for the one seed. That was for the one seed. Yep. Leading up to that to, to that game, that whole game, man. You know Gronk making. Gronk just going beast mode on those last few drives. And then Juju caught that pass where he, you know, screams up the sideline and gets them into field goal range there at the end. It was just, it was a uh, it was a phenomenal game. So that's number eight on our list. Number seven, that win set up this one. Yep. Because then you would have played them in the divisional round, the 2017 AFC Championship game versus the Jaguars. I mean, unreal. Just, you were kind of shocked. Like, are we really going to see Blake Bortles in a Super Bowl for like three and a half quarters? Yeah, and he looked you know, great. They, he they, played great. They against start us. moving the ball. They, you know, the two fourth quarter touchdowns to Amendola. Um, before that, they start moving the ball. We think Miles Jack punches it out on Deion Lewis. You think the game's over. He ends up being down. Yep. That sets up, I think, the first Amendola, and then that you know that remarkable picture. It's actually your header picture on yeah, Twitter yeah. of Gilmore kind of doing like his own little air joy and knocking it out yep. before D.D. Westbrook makes the catch. On to another Super Bowl. That was their second straight run. Yep. They were trying to go back-to-back. Obviously, we know what happened that year. Right. But what a game. I mean, typical. Why Danny Amdol is on that list. I know. Right yep, there. yep. Unbelievable game. And Gronk so. got knocked out of that game, remember, with the concussion. That's true. So Amendola really took over, and they didn't have Jules that year. Yeah. So yeah, crazy. So it was basically just Danny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then we have a tie, actually, for fifth. And so there are two games in fifth. And uh, it's pretty unbelievable when you think about a regular season game is tied for fifth, and I think it's I think it's deserving on the list too. Uh, it was a little bit higher for you, Spag, so yep. I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about about the uh, about the game about the regular season game that's tied for fifth. Yeah, so I have the 13 Saints. Um, I just think unicorn show ponies. Where's the beef? What does that even mean? I, I even asked you before. What did they, what is Zoe saying? He goes, <laughs> he I have no blacked idea. Blacked out. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it obviously holds a little bit more weight because of what happened in the city that night with Ortiz's grand slam that ultimately led them to a World Series right. title. Uh, but down all game, Brady leads them with Austin Colley, Kendrell Tompkins, Aaron Dobson, who right. man, just like nobody. Like you want to talk about not weapons this year? That's no weapons. Yeah, leads him down the field with no timeouts. Right. Um, well, people forget that they had three drives in the last, like, three or four minutes. They had a turnover on downs. Brady throws a pick, and then they had the Tompkins yep. touchdown. It was like it, – it was – And then that game, too, they held – the whole talk was who's going to cover Jimmy Graham. Zero catches. Zero. Tlaib shut him down. Tlaib shut him down. Yep. 
Uh, it was a phenomenal game, and like I said, that was just one of the best. When you look back, that might be one of the best days in Boston yeah. sports history for the decade. Well, that with the awesome. OT's Grand Slam, oh. it just like it was unreal. And I remember I, w- I was at a wedding that day, yep. and uh, what a day to be! I at was wedding. so mad, dude. <laughs> and so my buddy, my buddy's dad pulls his car around to the back of the of the of the wedding reception, and we're outside listening to the game on the, on in and his car. The, yep. And so we hear the call, and we're all going nuts, and it was crazy, you know. And then I got home. We had a little one. Uh, Nora was had uh, actually Violet. I'm sorry, I just been born, so she was a baby. And um, Nora was two, and and so we were over at my in laws' house, and I, I watched the Red Sox game with my sister in law, and we were just like going nuts. Oh, Couldn't what believe a day. it was crazy, unbelievable, unbelievable day. So so that's number five, and I think deservedly so. And I think, like you said, the the whole Ortiz thing kind of pushes it over the top. You know, it was a great game, but then what happened there pushes it over the top. And then tie for number five would be this or last year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Three. Uh, you know, against the, against the Rams. And the thing is this. Get out of here with you. That was a boring game. Well, not, and this is the thing. Like, yes, it was 13-3, and yes, there wasn't a lot of offense. But the defenses on both sides were just unbelievable. And you're talking about one of the best offenses of all time with the Rams. And everyone was talking about, oh, this, this Rams offense is unstoppable, and blah, 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 blah. No one's ever. And the Patriots just completely shut them down all game long. And it was just, it was it was almost a perfect defensive game by the Patriots and the Rams play good defense too and then you know you, you the Patriots figure something out at the end and run the same play three times in a row three four times in a row hit Gronk down the seam uh and then yeah. Sony runs it in and that's it you know and it's just it was a hell of a game so anyways that uh that's that's number five for us uh number four uh we get the divisional game in 2014 versus Baltimore down by 14 twice you were at the game pad I'm sure both times you're like wow this is it they're gonna beat us again uh, Tom Brady with an absolute dime might be one of his best throws of his career. Yeah, Brandon LaFell in the yeah. ball, uh, corner of the end zone. Uh, I mean, what a game. Obviously, that that run is so – that started Dynasty 2.0. I yep. mean, we talk about the games prior to the Super Bowls. Uh, those were unbelievable. You know, yeah. even the Colts game, I know it started everything, and they pounded them. They just, you know, really since the, se- the second half of the Baltimore game, they dominated, you know, yeah. it's a, till, all the way to the Super Bowl, and then that game was crazy. That's obviously on this list, so right. I'm rambling now, but what a game. <laughs> no, it was, it was unreal, and it's funny. You mentioned I was there, and I, I left at halftime, as, as some of you may remember. You sick, right? Uh, my wife was sick. Your wife got sick. So I had right. to go home and take care of the kids, and and uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, Jerry Thornton was talking about how, like, this is the best game I've ever played at Gillette, and he's probably right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, I just, I, I, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, God, you know. And, like, it is what it is. And, and I, like I said before, like, I always looked at it like, you know, the mantra that year was do your job. And I'm like, hey, I'm just doing my job. Yep, like, that's what I got to do, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and I'll, I'll never get those moments back, obviously. But, uh, you got a lot. But even still, I got, I've gotten quite a bit. So, uh, number three on the list here is the uh, last year's AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. I miss game was just, I, I mean, back and forth. And you talked about it, you know, earlier when we were talking about, you know, this year, whoever had the ball last was going to win. And, you know, the Patriots drive down the field. Three times they played it was, that Yeah, and it was unbelievable. And, and you know, Patriots drive down the field and they take the lead. And you're like, oh, my God, okay, they're up three. There's 30 seconds left. No chance. And they drive right down the field and kick a field goal. And you're like, what the hell is that? And then they get the ball to start overtime. Of course, the Patriots illegally win the coin toss, get the ball to start, and then, you know, drive down. Four third downs. Four third and tens. No big deal. You know, and so that's – it just – 
the the Absolute execution nails, was unbelievable, and them not recognizing that they can they had to stop that element. It was just it was unreal, and just the game. And then, you know, the moment for me last year is you know, Rex scores a touchdown, and Brady just rips his helmet off and just screaming and jumps up. It was yeah. just it was awesome, and that's. So that one, that one to me is uh, is number three. It's, it's great, and that's by the way consensus for us. Three and four were consensus. Three and four yep. for us, and uh, and so number one, one A, one B, another one. So it's a tie yep. for first, um, and obviously you know which ones are one, and yep. so and so I'll let you talk about your number one yeah. first, and then I'll talk about my number one. Yeah, we had a different one and two. I guess now they're one A, one B. I had Super Bowl forty nine. Um, right, XLIX, yep. yep. yeah, 49 Gs, it's been so many of them. <laughs> but you had the Malcolm Butler pick. It started this run. It set up all of them. Um, and I think it was a, don't get my words twisted here, a better game from start to finish, right. right? That game was tight all game long. You had Brady hit Gronk. It was a little bump and run with uh, K.J. Wright, I believe. Yep. yep, Beautiful throw over the, you know, down the seam in the corner of the end zone, a little fade route. Um, it was unbelievable. That was at the end of the first half. And then Chris back. Matthews catches the Chris touchdown Matthews pass. Chris Matthews on Kyle Arrington. They bench Arrington, yep. put Butler in. You get the Malcolm go. Hightower with the stop at the oh, before, man. right at the one. Yep. I mean, just from start to finish. Talk about, I mean, I was, what, 15, 16 at the time. Right. If I lose five years of my life because of that game, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like, it's just well, so many of those. And that's the thing is, like, so even in that game, like, Forgotten is that you know the Edelman catch on yep. third and seventeen it takes a or whatever huge hit it is, from Chancellor. Know? and it's just like you know Brady gets sacked on first down and they don't pick up anything on second down. And you're like, what the hell are they gonna do here? And they pick it up on third down. And you're like, Jesus. And that like, was the only Super Bowl, other than last year, that Brady or Brady Gronk and Edelman were all active on the field. Yeah, and you saw what they could do. Right. I know they played last year, but no, no, before right. then you never they used to say no Brady, no Gronk, no Edelman, no Super Bowl. Right. I mean, and they did it. So it was unbelievable. And they and they just you know. And like you said, from start to finish, it really is. It was it was an unbelievable game. Oh. And, and the Malcolm, the thing about the Butler play, and, and obviously mine is fifty one, and, and I'll talk about fifty one in a second. But the thing about the Butler play is that it was so instantaneous, right? Whereas the twenty eight to three comeback was amazing, and it was an unbelievable feat. But it was almost like the Red Sox coming back from down 0-3 yeah. in two thousand four, just in a half, where it's quarter. just like right, 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 where it just happens in one quarter, but it but it's over a period of time. Where the Malcolm Butler play was like. We're losing, we're losing, we're losing, we're losing, we win. And you're like, what the hell? Like, you know, and so so it's one of those things where, like, that moment was, I think, to me, in my opinion, and I've said this before, and I think people have argued with me, but I think they're wrong, obviously, because, I mean, why wouldn't I? The Malcolm Butler play, to me, is the best play in the in the history of the NFL, is the, is the best play in the history oh of the NFL. Oh, my God, yeah. Because you think about, uh, about what was happening. They were on the one-yard line about to win the Super Bowl, and in the span of one play, they went from winning the Super Bowl to losing the Super Bowl to, in yeah, one play. Yep. And so that, to me, that's that's probably the greatest play in the NFL in NFL history. And so very deserving of the number one tie. And again, for me, Super Bowl 51 is mine. And I just think the thing is, is this, it's 28 to 3, man. It's 28 to 3. Like, anytime anyone says anything, and that's the thing, like, people could say 18 and 1 now. People could say whatever they want. Oh, you went undefeated and lost. Oh, you lost to the Eagles. Oh, you lost to the to the Giants. What? Twenty-eight to three. That's yep. it. Twenty-eight to three. Oh, say whatever you want. Oh, oh, oh okay. Twenty-eight to three. I don't care. Like we were down twenty-eight to three in the third quarter of the Super Bowl. Two and twenty-eight left. Yeah. Two minutes twenty-eight seconds. And we won. Seventeen minutes left in the game, and they <laughs> like, won. And so that's the type of stuff where you're like, 
You and I don't care what, you know, even like, the overtime rules, if the Falcons got the ball to start, matter. they weren't did they were going three and out. They nope. weren't doing anything. Did not matter. No and, chance. And that's the stuff about it is that, you know, you look back at the game and you think about all the different plays that had to happen. You know, when the Patriots scored the first touchdown and then they kicked the onside kick and don't get it, and they're in field goal range basically already, and they sack them, yep. and, they, and sack then they get pushed out of field goal range, and they have to holding punt. Holding on. Holding. Long. Right, so it was so – it was reversed. So at the end, it was a sack and then a hold. Yeah. Then it was a hold and then a sack Trey that Flowers. pushed him out. Right. And so it's like one of those – and I think that one was like – that was like a combination. It might have been Trey Flowers, but I think there were other guys involved yep. too. But like – and then, of course, you have the Julio catch, which – and the thing about the Julio catch is that – Insane. It's, it's a play that – and the curse play was an unbelievable play too. People don't necessarily forget about the curse play though because it set up the, the Butler interception. But the Julio Jones catch is one of the best plays I've ever seen. Great coverage. And nobody throw. remembers it. Ryan was rolling out right, remember? It was a dime. I mean, the throw was unbelievable. The yeah. catch was the catch Sick. was ridiculous. Who was it over? Uh, Eric Rowe. And he had Grow. perfect coverage. It was, yeah. There was nowhere to put he it. He did a good job just, on him that game. He did. He did. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, it's almost a shame for the Falcons and for Julio. Like, that if they had won that Super Bowl, that play, that play would be his defining moment for his career. Yeah. You know, and because they wouldn't just run the damn ball, and they had to, they had to throw it on second down like idiots. And you know, they throw the, they don't throw the ball on second down. They're still in field goal range. Then they get sacked, and they have to, then they have to throw it. Then they have the holding penalty. Now they're now they're way out of field goal range. So it's just you know, it's it, it's Crazy. just a, an unbelievable ending. And of course, you know, then the Patriots drive ninety-one yards. You know, makes that throw in the, in the in the end zone to yep. Hogan on a oh, dime. just unreal. And again, like that's another play where if they don't complete that pass to Hogan, they have to punt. Yeah. And then Atlanta gets the ball back. It's a whole. It's just what a game that was. So, anyway, so again, that's we can't. I can't pick. We can't pick between yeah, those two games. It's crazy. So, We're so, so lucky. So lucky. You know, that's that's going to be the one too. So let's uh, we'll run down the list here. Uh, starting in 18. 18 is the 2011 AFC Championship game against the Ravens. Uh, twenty uh, number seventeen is the twenty nineteen game against the Bills last weekend. Sixteen is the twenty twelve game against the Jets. Fifteen is the twenty seventeen game against the Texans. Fourteen is the twenty thirteen game against the Browns. Thirteen is the twenty fifteen game against the Giants. Number twelve is on to Cincinnati again that week. You want to pick the Chiefs game. You want to pick the Cincy game. Just that week. That the whole week is the on to Cincinnati. Is number 12, I'm sorry. Number 11 is the 2014 AFC Championship game against the Colts, obviously Deflategate. Number 10 is the 2018 regular season game against the Chiefs. Number 9 is the 2013 regular season game against Denver. Number 8 is 2017 against the Steelers, the Jesse James play. Number 7 is the 2017 AFC Championship game against the Jaguars uh, with the Gilmore pass break up there. Number five is the 2013 against the uh, game against the Saints, unicorns, show ponies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number five is Super Bowl 53. Number, which by the way, can we just talk about us for, uh, for a second here? How lucky we are that a Super Bowl the Patriots won. It's number five is number five. <laughs> Disgusting. You want to get into it? So, oh. so that one's a tie for fifth. Number four is the 2014 divisional game against Baltimore. Number three is the 2018 AFC Championship game last year against the Chiefs. And then tied for number one is Super Bowl 51 and Super Bowl 49. Oof. One hell of a list. One hell so, of a list. 
We've had a great. It's been it's been a hell of a run. Hey, cheers! Cheers, anybody listening? Yes. Let's, let's go do it again for another decade. I know. Hopefully Thanks. We can do this hey, again. you know, hopefully you're here listening oh. in 2029 to us when uh, you know we're we're talking about, the, think about that. the best 10 games of the Patriots last uh, last decade. And listen, this this run has also been going on. I mean, think about this run has been going on for two decades now. Mm-hmm. It started in 2000. Obviously, Belichick gets hired in 2000, and the run starts in 01. But you know, starts in 2000 with Belichick, and now we're going on two decades of dominance with the Patriots. Where, you know, outside after 2000, the Patriots have never finished the season outside of first place in the division. Crazy. They lost the they lost the division two years, but they were both the tiebreakers. They've never finished with a with a record worse than any team in the division. Unbelievable since 01. So it's really been fantastic. But anyways. As we approach the end of the year, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. We've Absolutely. been here obviously a little bit over a year now, but we kind of kept it going all off season. We're going to keep it going most of the off season this year too. Uh, we have big plans for 2020. Absolutely. I think. So let's go. Cheers. So we got some things going on. Thank you very much. Enjoy your time off with your family, and uh, and go Pats. And we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next year. Talk to you next year. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.